Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby picker. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. I'm BT, and I'm here with a very special guest, Colton Strickler. How the hell are you? Do good, man. When was the last time we did this? It's been a while, huh? Well, I'm happy we're on now because yeah. today we're talking about Super Rugby Americas. Are we calling it SRA? SRA. That's, uh, I think that's what we got to go with. doesn't really roll off the tongue. rolls off your teeth, kind of. But that's, I think that's how we got to call it. And it's an amazing league. It's a combination of South America with the one North American team. Obviously, we know them as the American Raptors. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go through all seven teams. I'll go ahead and make the bold predictions. Uh, <laughs> okay. I know you obviously would pick the Raptors to come yeah, first. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I got how I think they're going to finish, top to bottom. And before we kind of jump into the individual teams, let's set the stage. So it's a Rugby World Cup year. France 2023 um, will be there. Hopefully everybody else in the rugby world will be as well. But unfortunately, the, the Americans and Canadians won't, right? So MLR, yeah. as, as amazing as it's going to be, year six, we're going to do a preview for that as well. Uh, there's not as much juice, I would say, World Cup-wise, as there is in SRA, in Super yeah. Rugby Americas, where we have Argentina, Uruguay, and Chile, all with tickets to the big dance. What, what do you think Like these unions are thinking about going into this Super Rugby America season? That's one of the things I think I'm most excited about heading into this season is there's just some extra incentive for teams to try, players to try really hard, right? They want to make a good impression. They want to bust into the squad. Um, and, and I think that's just going to bring a whole other element of competition to this competition yeah you can't be beefing with the selectors <laughs> yeah, come, come late on yeah, yeah, seriously you gotta is... you gotta have your film speak for itself and i'm sure like the chilean team wants to beat the uruguayan team like mm -hmm. they want to know where they stand on the test level and um, as we get into the teams i'm guessing some of these super rugby america's teams are going to look pretty identical to their test rugby so, that's what i'm kind of figuring too it's gonna it's gonna be there's not going to be a lot of variation. If it is, it's going to be a, you know a few changes here and there. So here we go. We'll, we'll head south of the equator, um, and we're <laughs> going to break down. Yeah, we're going to break a whole down different season down there. <laughs> the team's name, their brand, uh, where they're going to play, what their squad looks like, and I will give you a bold prediction, um, quite literally. Um, so to start. Drum roll. This is the team I decided to roll with. They're going to win it all. Los Cagos. XV. One of two Argentinian teams running out this year. It's a brand new brand, mm -hmm. but rugby is not new to Cordoba, Argentina. No, not at all. You're right. It is a brand new brand. Their socials are like three weeks old. And for those that don't know, a doggo isn't just a Spanish word for a dog. That's para. Yeah, that's para. That's it's an I, actual breed. I was throwing me for a loop. Tell me about this breed. It looked, okay, it looked so, mean. It looks scary. Yeah, it's it's like a mastiff, but it's it's specifically <laughs> like in <even>. Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you could say they look like a fighting dog. I mean, there there have been breeds that have been crossbred with old mastiffs. And is this a black and white photo? Yeah, oh. I mean, most of them are are pretty white uh, in their skin. I'm sure there's some that are Dalmatian or whatnot. But Los Dogos XV, rugby wise, um, the squad itself is made up obviously mostly of Argentinians. Now they're gonna play in the heart of Cordoba, Tala Rugby Club. Um, Tala has some serious history in Cordoba. They've won the Cordoba Comp 23 times. Um, so I, the dynasty. And and it's it's like it's at the base of the mountains. It's similar to Denver, where like mm-hmm. it's going to be a certain altitude that I think you know if you're visiting from sea level, like the Brazilian team or the Chilean team, like it's going to be something that you have to handle. Um, I don't know why Colin, but I just. I, I told myself Argentina has done so well for so long. Rugby is literally injected into their veins. I got to pick them to finish one, two. So I got Los Dagos coming in first. Yep. The, the squad's merely, like young, primarily young. It's mostly like 25 and under. You get your veterans sprinkled here and there. We're not going to name drop, right? We'll learn the players <laughs> as we go this year. But that's it. That's my bold prediction. I think um, it's fair. I the think championship th- runs through Cordova, yeah. <laughs> Los Dagos, <laughs> to win the league. Love it. Yes, I, I, it's hard to argue against you, man. It's, and I know just from talking to you a couple times too, that you've been, you've been on the Dago train for a couple of weeks now. So this is not new. When I saw that branding, <laughs> just like the Gilcinis, this is the branding of a team was, that's going to win. Exactly. Yeah. When a branding looks just, like a champion, just like literally makes me look at it and yeah. has that kind of grab appeal to it, I got to ride with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Dogos XV this year. Um, transitioning now to the second-place finish, I said it would be the RGs. This is nothing against the Raptors, who I think will finish strong, or the other teams in the league. But Argentina has had a top-four finish in the World Cup. They have so many players playing professionally across Europe, all over the world. Um, they're going to finish first and second. That's how I see it happening. Um, I, I mean, if the Raptors shocked the world and came first, that'd be sweet, right, on behalf of all Americans. But yeah. this is the reality, how I see the league playing out. So I got Las Pampas coming in second, uh, which quite literally translates to the plains, the great southern plains of kind of like northeastern Argentina, Uruguay, and southern Brazil. Um, their branding is sick. It's a fucking <laughs> badass. You're a Bronco fan. <laughs> yes, yeah. A badass horse, yeah, you it, cannot it go wrong. It. And I like that it's not just like a standard, like, there's a lot of Mustangs, right? A lot of, you know, stallions, like, but going with something different like the plains, like you're just taking a, a geographic area where this animal's very prominent, that's a that's power move. Yeah, I mean, and, and ranching is like at the heart and soul oh, yeah. of, of what these Argentinians grew up around um, in the area. Now they're going to play out of... San Isidro Athletic Club. Okay. It's kind of a northern suburb of Buenos Aires, BA. Um, and Colton, I went on a high school trip, was very lucky to do a tour. Al Caravelli, actually, the old USA mm. Sevens coach. Yeah. I play with his son, Kyle. He's got connections with Club Cuba, Club University Buenos Aires. My whole point was we went down there, and it was a totally different rugby experience. Here in America, rugby kind of is like a sport for everybody. Yeah. In Argentina, especially in Buenos Aires, like you gotta <laughs> you gotta come from money or you gotta yeah. be around money. Now I'm sure they have ways to get people 
you know, cost covered. Yeah. But what I'm hinting at is they're playing <laughs> in a swanky area. Playing I, Cherry Hills. Yeah, they, I mean, and I think the fans are going to show out. I think yeah. Las Pampas and Los Dogos will have a very strong home field advantage. Like I said, rugby runs through the blood of most Argentinians. Like, yep. Yes, soccer, football is their national sport, but when it comes to the elite class, they fucking love rugby. Being part of the club is everything. Club Atletico San Isidro, that's where they're going to call home. This is going to be a real tough team to tango with. Of these two teams, say, which which do we have the best chance of getting Messi out to a match? Probably Las Pampas. Pampas, okay. I, don't, I think when he goes home, the, yeah. he's, he's pretty much full-blown European at this point. He but definitely. when he goes back to Buenos Aires, he ain't taking the train to Cordoba. Because I looked it up. It's like a nine-hour drive. So okay. Even within Argentina, they're flying teams. My guess would be from Cordoba to Las Pampas. Unless like they really want the team to bond and, right. and they're going to hop in the bus. But... The travel within South America is still substantial. Yep. So yep. the Raptors are going to be down there for what, like four a weeks? Four weeks yep. stand, the and first, then they go back yep. for two. Yeah, they yeah. do. So they got down there. They left last Wednesday. Um, they got into Chile Super Bowl Sunday, um, early Monday morning. They'll be there for four weeks. They have a bye week. That's kind of like that travel week where they come back here um, and then open up the twenty fourth of March. Okay. So I like that and. I'm I'm circling right now, obviously every Pampas and Dogos match, but I'm yeah. also circling Raptors Pampas because that's where I think playing in the heart of BA in Buenos Aires, like that's where the Raptors are going to get the most eyes. I mean, yeah. maybe Cordoba's crazier situation. We got to hear from the road dog Scotty. Oh, Scotty, yeah. Um, we'll, ch- we'll ask him. We'll be sure to ask him. Yeah, don't worry. But <laughs> that's my bold prediction: is Pampas are going to come second, so I think the Dogos are going to get him in the playoffs. Um, but man, it's gonna be the 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 Hagawades as yeah. we know them are pretty much Las Pampas, right? So it's gonna be a really really fucking sharp team. How are you gonna watch? Are you gonna get a VPN? So I'm doing. Oh, I I'm more of a replay later in the week guy. Oh, okay, I'll peep this. I have to know the score lines immediately. Yeah, yeah. Just to get this satisfaction and be like, see, I told you this yeah. team would beat that team. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's like sometimes you get some shock value in the score lines, like yeah. like we've seen these kind of opening preseason matches. But um, you know, this brings us to the third place team, and I've hinted at it. I really do think the Raptors are going to fucking go down there and get some wins. Yeah, winning on the road is really hard. Yeah, right? when the Barbos and Raptors used to play in Pacific Rugby Premiership, right? Mm-hmm. We'd go out to California, and like getting those early wins were so crucial because when teams came back to Denver. It's hard to win at altitude. Yeah. It really is. And on the road. It is. So, like, <laughs> yes, they'll have longer road trips. Yeah. But I think they're going to – if they beat a team down on their first leg, you think that team has any confidence coming back to, to Colorado no. and beating them? No. 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 So I think they'll put some of the, the lower-tier teams to the sword, um, and I think they're going to potentially – have them come in third. So I, that that's yeah. a semi-appearance. Um, I just don't think they have what it takes to take down the Argentinian teams when it counts. That's yeah. not mean to say they're not going to draw blood once or twice, but like in the playoffs, especially if Dogos or Pampas are hosting that playoff game, like that's a tough ass. That's where I think the road ends for the Raptors. But I got them coming third out of seventh. I think it's fair, and I think like just from being around them the last few weeks as they got set to go on this trip, they have the right mindset. Like they they know that. You know, the, the eyes are on them. 
Um, people, a lot of people are counting them out, and they're ready for it. And I think a lot the thing to consider is a lot of these guys have played, you know, high level <coughs> college sports, college football, and that pressure, you know, of being a, a, a good high school athlete going to play college football, like, is substantial. And that, you know, knowing how to handle that, and they're ready that, for the lights. exactly, yeah, yeah, they're ready, and the, and they want to, you know, they want to shock some people. So, you know, maybe maybe it isn't as successful as a season as. Maybe they would have hoped, but they're, it's not for lack of effort. I can say that. All right. So we got the Raptors coming third. Let's quickly just run through their brand. Obviously, there was a change done. We could go back in your podcast <laughs> archives and hear about it. But yeah. kind of more USA colors. The, yep. the red is more of a maroon. Americana. Yeah, but it says it right there, Raptors, right on the yeah. front. And when I look at all the Slar teams, there's only Selkdom that actually has the name in the brand. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean... A raptor's a bird of prey. Bird of prey, yeah. Bird of prey. I've seen a lot of the comments. It's either uh, they ask, is it an eagle or a raven? Can it be both? I think it can. I think it, it can I be whatever you curve, want. It's like, the little curvature yeah. at the end tells me it's an eagle. Like That is yeah. a curve and a beak that rips flesh. Yeah. Um, you know, not to be too graphic for, for the, <laughs> the people out there. And NF, and, uh, NF, what is it? Not so, NSWFW. Yes, not I safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The stadium, Infinity Park, been there a million times, hosting Eagle matches. We want to sell it out. So Col- Colton has already promised to get back on the pod yeah. when, when they're coming back from the road trip. March 24th. In a perfect world, it's 5,000 standing room. And yeah. It's packed wall to wall, and it gets freaking loud. So hopefully the Raptors can give the fans something to go for, and hopefully the fans are like, yes, yeah. we want to give the Argentinians and the South Americans coming to town a, yeah. a tough environment. Because exactly. right? you know you're going to get it on the road. Definitely. Um, south of the equator. Yeah. So, yeah, Infinity Park in about late March and April. Um, the squad itself, we can go through, we can do names. We but can. The mix is basically we got our crossovers, yeah. some coming on year three or four since mm-hmm. the XO, Max Stacy. I think there's about 10 of them on the traveling roster. If you expand it out, um, it's maybe around 15, yep. 15 crossovers. And then there's backfill of Uruguayans, Argentinians. Yep. There's about nine, I think, of them, so... And then the rest is Americans. There you uh, go. True, true blue Americans. You know, cut their teeth in MLR maybe. Um, but I like I talked about the DMVR rugby podcast last week. I have, like I like how it's constructed. Like I think it's a good blend of everything. Um, still, a, you know, majority American players, which has been a, a point of emphasis if you've been paying attention. Um, so you know, a decent amount of crossovers, guys that have just picked up rugby or have gotten their first real taste of of high level rugby here at the Raptors. So it's a, it's a cool blend of of a roster and I think it's it's set up for some success. I'm excited to watch Sean Clark. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch Christian Osberg. Yep. I'm excited to watch Max do Max. his thing. And lo- Max is one of the best passers mm-hmm. I've seen for Big Man. I've told him I'm like, dude, you Nicole throw Jokic. balls out the back that are crazy. <laughs> Um, and Watson. Watson. Watson has become a really, really dominant strike runner. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just really yeah, excited. He, I don't know if you've seen him recently. He's a, he's a beefy boy this yeah. year. He's, like, weighing, like, 240, I He played it on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's how you want yeah. during, what, 16 straight weeks of, right. of competitive yeah. class. You're right? going to lose some muscle in the season, right? You lose some strength. Yeah. I, I'm a, I like, I love Lene Latu. I've been on Lene Latu train since the first ever XO match in New Orleans, watching him run over people. 
Um, and, and I'm happy to see him get some success, make a Falcons team last year. And I think this competition is going to do wonders for him. I think he's going to yeah. take off. The the Kiwi is they have a term for Lina's style of game. Yeah. Skucks, bro. Skucks okay. he has. <laughs> if you're S-K-U-X-Y, uh-huh. you just, you're so skillful. It's smooth. You don't have to try. Not to be... Uh, confused with skits. That's a little schizo. Okay, little, that, little you don't want to be frantic. that. Yeah. You want to be skucks. You don't okay. want to be skits. <laughs> I'm good. I learned something. There you that. go. But uh, bold prediction. Uh, Raptors come third. They're going to beat one of those Argentinian teams at home. I don't know if it'll be Dagos or Pampas, but they're going to battle, man. Um, I love the confidence. Number four. And you better roll the fuck out of this Enya. What are we got here? Peñarol. Oh, well done, let's do, sir. Let's do a lingo, dude. Oh, you you do not lingo. only rolled the Enye, he hit the R on the R. Peñarol. Yeah. Um, I got him coming forth just in the sense that Uruguay on the national stage, I think, is better than Chile. It's mm-hmm. that simple. Yeah. Um, Peñarol is, is Uruguay. Selkton is Chile. Yep. Um, so I, I just I see the country results and i'm just going to equate it to the club i think that's a that's fair to do i think so so there's my bold prediction for for four or five it's going to be peñarol is going to make that playoff spot Selkton's still going to win games but they're not going to have that finishing power um like the uruguayans do but man uruguay punches hard for their population right go look at the per capita stuff in rugby right i mean australia does really well like new zealand is amazing for a small population but like uruguay tiny i was they have a good fucking test team i was looking this up on saturday actually i was having breakfast uh i think the population of uruguay we could we could fact check this i could be wrong but i just looked this up this weekend it's like three million people something like that yeah tiny country colorado is like six million people and it's like sixty-eight thousand square miles or something like that. Oh, Las Pampas. Yeah, yeah. something that might be a sh- uh, like really low. I'm gonna look this up while you keep talking. Well, we'll double check it. Yeah. But I mean, rugby-wise, Colorado's double the size of this country is what I'm trying to yeah. say. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a small farming population, right? Montevideo is their yeah. major hub. They're gonna play out of Estadio Charrua. Beautiful. I said that one right. Now you and were I, there. I was. Is it turf or grass? I tried it's to zoom. I zoomed yeah. in on Google Maps. I got turf vibes. It's turf. Okay. Yeah. I want to do an expose later on grass versus turf. And <laughs> okay, that's down. pretty hot in the streets. Right I, now, I so. saw it on a. I, <laughs> I saved the MLR Reddit yeah. thread. Um, which, by the way, the MLR Reddit community just needs to take a chill pill going into the season. Everybody, calm down. Um, we're all having fun here on the rugby internet. Uh, but yeah, we got Peñarol. They're gonna play out of the Stadio. Three point four million people in Uruguay. Let's look up uh, area sixty. Oh, I was right on the nose. Sixty-eight thousand square miles. There you go. So we have a very, very small rugby yeah. playing country that punches above their weight. Exactly. Paul Tate of America's Rugby News is always whining about how the European not whining like legitimately complaining like look Uruguay is 100% homegrown Mm -hmm. and these European teams like they do everything in their power to get the best players under their national belt so I love the underdog story of them punching up I want them to do well in the World Cup I just don't see Peñarol um, pushing into the top of this comp Um, so I got them coming fourth um, and I do think they're going to really show out at home, right? Tell us yeah. about Estadio Charrua. I liked it a lot. It was cool. The There's a, like a moat like oh. around the 
shit. Yeah, I don't know if that's like the proper term. It might just be for drainage, but it is like yeah. legitimately like deep. If you fell in there, I think you'd need help getting out. They should get sharks um, in their game day. Yeah, they when you walk around, they have like the you're cleaning out a swimming pool. You know, the big pool net because there's gonna be some rugby balls that fall in there. Yeah. Um, they they had a nice little gym in there that was cool. You know, half turf. You know, half a rubber floor. Um, and then the press spot, you know, as a media guy, you always got to check out where they're putting you up. It's outside. You have okay. a little desk. It's covered in the I nice like little roof, but you're outside, so you're just sitting in the stands among the people. Man of the people. Yeah. Why, why do I have to report from the booth? Exactly, yeah. I'm out here. I can. Inter- if someone doesn't like something I had to say, they can let me know right there. Um, I went and watched a club championship there. It was cool. People had smoke bombs going crazy. It felt like. I was in South America watching some sports. So There you go. Yeah. Our bold prediction is Penarol makes the playoffs but doesn't do much. And, with I, it. and I think that's fair. Like, if you go back to this uh, Slar Exhibition Challenge Cup of the Americas, Penarol, we saw Penarol live in an action. I know they played a lot of young guys, but they, they, they seemed beatable. Yeah. You know, they, they played hard, they played good, and but but they seemed beatable. They weren't untouchable by any means. And yeah, the Uruguayan national team's beatable. Yeah. But on the day, they beat the <laughs> Eagles. So there you go. Um, as far as their brand goes, it's just kind of like a fresh little shield. shield yeah. yeah, with gold stars. So I, I'm 10 fan, out of 10. I'm a shield. fan of the like sporting club. Like, how you, like I, I play for Pena Roll, and it's like a school almost. Where we have a soccer team, and we have a basketball team. Keep it all under the yeah, umbrella. I, that's cool to me. Yeah. I like that. We that's should do very that South American. Yeah. Um, you know, the at- Club Atletico. Yeah. Um, Run it all out Cap there. Rugby. I love, that's even cool. I love that, too. Yeah. So that, that, that brings us to fifth place, and I just kind of teased it out, but uh, Salpnum. Mm-hmm. Chile. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we can we can save it here. The, the brand is a little, eh. Yeah, and um, I think the name's kind of cool. Like I like that it's the um, red and black, right? Yeah. Their colors. Oh, we're gonna have an issue with the doggos <laughs> uniforms. Um, but hey, look, give give credit to the Chileans. Like Something's they working. fucking scraped and clawed into the World Cup, um, and good on them. Yeah. Um, but the stadium has not been announced. Now, when the Eagles did their home and away. They didn't actually play in Santiago. They played in Valparaiso, hmm. which is. Santiago is kind of like the whole country skinny, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically the west side of the Andes. Um, but Santiago is a little inland, whereas Valparaiso is right on the water. Valparaiso, I don't know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> and from what I heard, it was a hardcore environment. Like the Chilean fans were giving it to the Americans, um, hooting and hollering. This is stuff that the Raptors are going to deal with yeah, every definitely. single away game because America is like the big bad guy. You know, right. they're the New York Yankees yeah. and Test Rugby, right? People are just going to want to get after an American team on enemy territory. You wouldn't um, want it any other way. No, exactly. We, we like we exactly. You're a competitor. You want the fans giving you every little piece of shit that they can. Yeah. Now, I think they'll come fifth because I'm pretty confident they're going to whoop up on the next two teams uh, <laughs> that we're going to go through with the, the Brazilians and the Paraguayans uh, in Cobras and Yacaré. But something. Maybe not like winning big games, but probably staying competitive, I would say. Like the Argentinians might beat the Brazilians by 60, whereas like I don't think they'll beat the Chileans. Like I think the Chileans will be competitive, but yeah. I got them coming seventh. Or sorry, fifth, fifth. out of seventh. Yeah, I think it's fair. And we'll, I mean, it's, it's cool because we're doing this, you know, the week of the match. This is who the Raptors open up against. So it'll be a good way to see where both of them stand, honestly. Like okay. I think it could go. I mean, I'm going into this like. Super open-minded. Yeah, literally anything totally can wrong. happen. Literally, literally anything totally can wrong. happen. That's the beauty yeah. of sports. And 
especially this brand new thing. So, do you know what the stadium is? Because I don't. Per Brian Ray's America's Rugby News, where I scrape all my info, and every rugby podcaster does. Because yeah. Brian Ray's doing. He's on top work. of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we still did not have an official home stadium, but hey, in the rugby world, sometimes you're scrambling. Hey, I might. Okay. Off. We'll, we'll talk about we'll, it after. We'll, yeah. we'll edit it back <laughs> in uh, after the fact. But yeah, let's move on to sixth place. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give Brazil its deuce. Cobras. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick branding. It is. They got like a weird, it's a little clip arty, but sometimes like their fucking colors that are place, very yeah, Brazilian, like very purple, electric. Purple, yellow, yeah. 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 Very Brasilian, <laughs> Very Brasilian. Um, yeah, they're going to be probably like, I don't know, do, do Brazilian rugby players kind of play with the the openness and the kind like, of huga yeah. bonito that yeah, the, the, like, do, do they play beautiful a beautiful game, game or yeah. do they play smash mouth rugby, right? I imagine I think, it's a bit of both. I mean, just based like strictly off my brain here, like no preconceived like anything. I don't know. It, just the initial thought that I get is like, the beautiful game, right? Okay. I feel like it's a it's a creative, you know, yeah. an art. Yeah, an art. As uh, an old friend, Charles Edrisa once told me, rugby is an art, and you are the artist. Oh, the field wow. is your painting. Oh, that's beautiful. The ball is your paintbrush. Now I brought it way too far. Um, when I when we talk about the Brazilian team, the first thing I think about, honestly, is that this like old Simpsons episode, you know. <laughs> Ronaldo and he's like jug- they're like juggling like everything keys everything that's I don't know that just went to my brain right there. I mean I I feel like and I, I looked up where they play right it's in a certain uh, section I believe of Sao Paulo I might mm-hmm. have to go back and double check that. Um, but yeah man I, I imagine they'll have like a fun festive environment right? Is <laughs> That'd it, be very Brazilian. Yeah. Brazilians <laughs> just party all day on the yeah, beach. Yeah so. yeah. If, if that could be to your advantage. Maybe the yeah. guys, maybe the players are doing that too. And it, again, a hundred percent, their national game is, is this is soccer, is football. Is this where the away team gets like the flu? You know, like in hockey, they say oh, yeah. when you go to Toronto, like you get the flu because oh, there's some like, crazy so like club. You should bet Vegas. against the team that's just coming <laughs> off a game against the Cobras. Maybe could yeah. be right, like because they hit they hit the, the yeah. streets and partied hard. Yeah, or yeah. when when they when they play in Vegas, like people maybe yeah. go out a little bit yeah. or. Um, you know, anywhere else for that matter. We'll have to look into that. Uh, the squad is primarily Brazilians. Um, I really don't even think there's much backfill there. We're, ha- we're going to have to go and double check throughout uh, the year. But why wouldn't you stack it, right? Like, yeah. Look, Brazil, bi- Brazil's probably not ready to, yeah. to, to make the World Cup yet. There's always talks of expansion. Yeah. Um, but they're probably looking at U.S. and Canada with cracks in the armor and being like, look, if we can chip away at Chile and Uruguay, we can eventually beat the Americans and Canadians. So they'll probably be looking at these matches as like a where do we stand. Mm -hmm. Um, Which brings us to the last team. And unfortunately (laughs) here, um, when I predict the team to come in last, it's... It's tough. It's tough. But the Paraguayans, um, they have a decent little test rugby history, some decent wins here and there, but they've major- the majority of their experience has been copying it. Now, they used to be like the um, Olympia Lions. I'm going to okay. go double-check that. But it's been rebranded into this Yacaré 15. So I looked up what is a Yacaré. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a caiman. There's yeah. a specific type of small alligator. <laughs> Uh, and you can see it in their branding with the little tail. Uh, but this is a, a South American species of the crocodilian family. They eat fish, snails, and sometimes small capybaras, which we oh. know are just big rodents. Yes, a um, big, big rat. 
But here's the downside. They're also eaten by herons and storks. So they're getting really? done by birds. Well, that's good for the raptors then. Yes, yes, there <laughs> you go. So look for the raptors that have a big tactical advantage against the Yakadei. Uh, they're essentially small crocs. Yeah. Okay, so still exciting. They got that like so, cold-blooded look in their eye. Yeah. Um, As I was getting familiar with this, I, I was under the impression that that was like some type of dragon, which I guess is directionally correct. Yes, yes. But yes. I learned something, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's an actual thing in... in and in the Yacare is kind of all over South America, but primarily in Paraguay. Um, but there's some Argentinian backfill here, which I imagine will be a theme of the league, right? Again, yeah. we, we've said, like, if you're an Argentinian on the threshold of a European team, say you're playing French D2, and the money's right, but you're just not getting looks, mm-hmm. eventually, when the Argentinian people call and be like, hey, we need backfill, we need backfill, you're going to come home and right. you're going to get looked at because you have these World Cup dreams. So expect every team, probably aside from the Raptors and maybe like Cobras, to have Argentinian backfill. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm guessing the powers that be at SRA, Super Rugby Americas, they want an even league, right? They don't want... Well, you know how the MLR owners work with each other and kind of yeah, ping yeah, players yeah. back and forth when teams like Dallas are going 0-16? Like, they want it to stay competitive. Do you think there'll be some of that here, or do you think there's no love lost? I think, and again, this is completely like, do you think the international aspect of it, I'm, I'm giving air quotes here, like, do you think that plays a part? Because do you think, like, the feuds of one country, like, spilling over into, you know what I'm talking about? No, if Brazilian rugby has an axe to grind against Argentinian rugby, like, fuck no, we're not taking it. Something like that. Do you think that matters? There's politics in every sport, right? Politics in everything. There's politics (laughs) in everything. Everybody's trying to get an an angle or an edge. Um, We're just really excited. You know, those are the bold predictions top to bottom. There's absolutely nothing to go off of. There's two years of history, but... It's Every so team different, is yeah. different. There's rebrands. Yeah, know. they're switching. We, we got to see them in the New Jersey <laughs> color before I know, we man. can make predictions. But I we, think yeah. it's gonna be exciting. Like I didn't mean to cut you off there. I just I am like truly excited about this. I'm looking forward to it uh, greatly, and I'm excited that it gets rolling this weekend. We get to finally see what this looks like. Super Rugby Americas. There's your bold previews. Stay tuned because we're about to do our MLR bold previews. But Cole, before I sign off, yeah, something all of the MLR redditors <laughs> want. Okay, champion v champion. Is it doable? Um, I mean, it's certainly doable. It's like you just said. It's the the people have got to be, you know, in agreement. And Mike McCarthy, Matt McCarthy's done a great <laughs> job pressing MLR owners when he has them. What do they feel about SRA? Would there be a championship match? I mean, for the people, for the Redditors and the rugby podcast people that just love the content, yes, everybody wants that game. I do think you're spilling into test rugby territory, right? Because the league championships are set to be last weekend in June, something like that. The Mm -hmm. playoffs would be basically June, week one, week two. So, yeah, you're already into July Test Rugby. So, I don't think it will happen. I think we're going to have two champions, and everybody's going to argue about who would beat who. And I love it. Well, that's good. Debate. It's good for us, right? There you go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Super Rugby Americas, Colton Strickler. Thank you. Thank you.
Know your role. 